Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Comedy Fitness Podcast. And you're probably asking, Don, how do you make the Comedy Fitness Podcast possible? That's because I have an awesome sponsor, Title Boxing Club. Okay, I want you to go to titleboxingclub.com slash Alpharetta. That's a club I teach my comedy kickboxing class at. You can find me there when I'm in town teaching and preaching the health and fitness lifestyle without taking it too seriously. We have a lot of fun. So I want you to go to titleboxingclub.com slash Alpharetta. You can also call them at 770-864-5492. That is 770-864-5492. Coming to Title Boxing Alpharetta, where the punchlines hit hard. Yeah, I know. But they do. And you can lose weight and have a lot of fun. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Peace. Very good. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about the move to L.A. So, like, I know you were in L.A. before, you know, grinding. But now, the move back. Move back. Uh, yeah, the move back was actually, it was a, it was a big decision. Yeah. Big time. And I just didn't have yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So neither one of them words work for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I didn't have confidence in, 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 in the talent, in the look, and just a lot of stuff. No, I, I mean, yeah. So the, the move back east came easy for me mm-hmm. because I was like, well, I don't have any confidence out here. Maybe I can go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did. And you did. In fact, man, that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Hey, Comedy Fitness Podcast. This is Don Gray. Bring something new, something fresh every week. Comedy Fitness took two of my passions, brought them together. I am here with Roman Murray. Roman, what's up, man? First of all, thank you for joining us in the podcast. But now, man, I'm glad you touched on that. Because let's let's talk about that. Because you were out in L.A. grinding, young comic, right? Trying to make it work. Then you get the family and you realize, okay, I have to make money at this. You go in Florida, Southeast. You can work. Build on your stuff. Put the reps in. Which is sometimes can be. Uh, I mean, you, you look back and you, you know, you, you look back on it. It never change your family, but you know, could I have probably went harder without having that responsibility? Kind of just being by myself. I think comics are always trapped in that. Yeah. I mean, because comics, we always deal with, do, uh, you know, it's almost like uh, parallel universes. Right. If I made this decision, if I had done that set, if I stayed in here long enough, but I think that's that's what makes our path so interesting. Yeah. There are a lot of variables, but I mean, I got to be honest, I think doing it the right way, and what I mean the right way is I get L.A., New York, right. but I also get working on your craft in, in places that will actually give you work, which is not New York and L.A. usually. Exactly. And getting good at what you're doing, and also what like what we're about to talk about, preparing yourself to go to LA. Because, for instance, um, and let's talk about the comedy fitness podcast. Let's go right into the fitness part right now, because I think that's a big part of your story. You have a dramatic weight loss you just went through, and that was part of the prep, I think, right, for going back to LA and for theatrical. Because you, you're a good stand-up, you're a great stand-up. You're, you're already doing that. You're already killing it on stage. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Now, I was there, I was early on. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole notion of uh, hey, this is where you need to be. Oh yeah, we all get the bug. Yeah, you're out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you got an ugly headshot and everything. 
And they typecast you. If you go, if you go out there, how how big were you? Three thirty, and now and and now, what are you chilling at right now? They are not casting for the same roles now. They're not gonna. They they, they totally they had a totally different idea for you then than they do for you now. And 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 now you're op- they've it's opened up your universe because aesthetics in Hollywood matter. For stand up, you just gotta be funny. Yeah, you just but, gotta be funny. But they don't know you. You're stand up. Nope. They don't know. No. No. Reps. Exactly, and exactly, and it's putting in the work and prepping for it. Exactly. You know, you know, exact success doesn't come. No comic, get, no comic really has overnight success. Right. Exactly. They've been grinding for a long time, and all of a sudden, people just notice. So, so now it was. Yes. They were funny a while ago. They, we, they, the society, agents, managers, the system caught up to them, you know. And also, they, they, they prepared and were ready for the success. And that's what a lot of comics have to do. You got to prepare yourself for the success. We're all prepared for the struggle. Right. It's actually because success. You don't know what that struggle is. Yes. And that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Coming right back, and now talk about a struggle. Now, when was the, what was the impetus? Like, what was the decision? You were three thirty, and you made a conscious decision to like, okay, this starts now. I have to change this. What was that impetus? Was it the move to LA? Was it health? Was it family? What was it? Dropping the weight. Was the first like this has to change. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. You know, I, yeah. My health was, it was 110%. It was like, how can I not wake up and, and my chest feel strange? How can I, you know, why is my foot numb? Why is my leg tingling? It's all of these things. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. What I mean? So, hopefully, you'll, you know, you'll get tired of, of, of worrying and, and crying about that. And, you know, you'll, you'll do something about it. And, and you know what really got me, man? What? My uh, my daughter, she was uh, at the time she was she's twelve, so she she's going on twelve. So she, uh, maybe I think she was like ten, two years old. We were sitting, we were eating a hamburger, right? She was eating, she was eating some nuggets. I was eating a hamburger and I had all these fries. And she said to me, she said, she said, Dad, how many kids? And she said, you know, kids say, just, a kid. Yeah. just a kid, just a kid asking questions. Right, right. They're not that manipulative yet. Because she knows about health, they teach her in school. She you know you, you, you health is in the right. ether these days, and that was a legitimate and question. It was regular conversation for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, it was a brick wall for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got a point, baby. Yeah, you do. So yeah. it's just like, Weight loss is too hard to do without the emotion. You can't logic past it. Two plus two is four. We all logic past it. We all know eat healthy, move more. Everybody knows this. But the impetus of your baby girl asking a legitimate question just out of the blue. And because, I mean, not being manipulative. Hey, Dad. Just curious about that. With the underlying probably being like, I always want you here. And doctors ask me similar questions and it didn't affect me. No, you didn't care about a doctor. Yeah. You know, you just want to check. The doctor knows what he's talking about. He's yeah. really telling me, hey, don't do this. Yes. You're not going to live past this if no. you do. The doctor's like, so you, you will die if you do, if you're on this path. But you're like, eh, yeah. doc, doc, doc. And then doc. the kid comes and goes, hey, how many of them? And then puts it in an ABC type of mm-hmm. form. And yeah. And I got it. Right? She just laid out the math. So <laughs> now, I'm telling you, man. Hmm. When, like, if, I'm, if I'm getting dressed or something, she comes in and, and she sees me getting dressed. Or if, I, you know, if, I'm, you know, if I wear a suit or whatever, she comes in and she hey, hey, you look great. And I always thank her for what she said. Oh. She always go back. She goes, yeah, hey, you look great. And I go, thank you for, you know, a year ago. Yeah. However, oh. however long it's been. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Man, I'm tearing up almost, man. That's that, that's beautiful. That is, that's absolutely beautiful because that that and that she'll never forget that. That's that connection, and then you know that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. But then that's the kind of emotion. Now, what started? Like you said, okay, I'm gonna eat a little bit less. I'm gonna move a little bit more. Like what 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 was the slow pace? To which, Yeah. It was what can I eat to feel better? Okay. So it, I concentrate on that because it was completely not about weight loss. Yeah. Weight Health. Do I need to eat this? I will, okay, your chest will feel better if you ate more of this. Yes. I'm okay. So did you do nutrition research? Or did you base it on the internet? Yeah, I was, or constantly, yeah, I was constantly on Google. And, yep. And, yeah, you got to look up that. Because the reason I think the information yes you, and, and, and like you said before we all know the basis of losing weight yes this is it, this is a completely willpower situation yes that's why you need the emotion that and hopefully you're not in it where you know you're so sick you have to yes you don't want to be in a place where the doctor says right. if you don't do this because that's, that's that can be overwhelming yeah and i didn't want to i didn't want to be a cold turkey mm-hmm no, that, 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 that's why there's, listen, wherever path people take, whether it's gastric bypass, whether it's doing it the old school way, whether it's, you know, having medical help, it, all these paths work because that's how hard it is. 
That's how hard it is, and it's just getting to that emotional point where like I'm not going to live like this anymore. And you and your daughter did that, and then you put it into action. With the so, what did you go like? For instance, I see you now. Like, um, like you keep the beverages basically calorieless. You know, um, you try to uh, watch what you eat. Do you have timing? Do you write a journal? Did you? Did you how deep did you go? Because you got to get a little obsessed. I find. Mm-hmm. And once I hit the 70 pound mark, I, I completely stopped for the first time in my life, you know, the first time in my adult life, stopped dieting. It was, when I hit 70, I didn't diet. And even today, I don't diet. Lifestyle choice. Lifestyle choice, right. It's like, I eat, if I eat that, I only, I'm only going to eat that little bit. Mm-hmm. Even, if I, even if I eat uh, 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 like a slice of pizza, you know. Yeah. I'm eating a lot of that pizza's not, you know what I mean? I'm eating the, the, you know, a little bit of the crust or whatever. And, and, and it's stuff I probably shouldn't be, but I don't I don't deprive. I just don't eat the whole thing like I used to. Uh, listen, I, my part of my lifestyle plan, and I offend some people yeah. because of this, is I waste food, especially here on cruise ships. Oh, yeah. I put things on my plate that I know I only want a bite of. I do not have this finish my plate. Like I know yeah. people go, that that's wasteful. I'm like, the the poor people starving in whatever country you're talking about cannot make it here to my plate right now, and I cannot take the food to them. Like like I there's a level of compassion I do have, and you know charity organizations help, but they can't get my cake. I never got it. People say, hey, people are starving over. Well, I'm here. Yeah, they're. They are so, Sally. Sally Struthers is doing her job. The cake is here, and I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to get fatter because someone on the other side of the world right. is skinnier. Like it, right. that's not going to help them. Me getting fatter. And what if I go over there, get all the way over there, and they don't want the cake? Yeah, so this is, you know, it's old cake. <laughs> no, so I believe that. Like, don't don't finish your plate. Right. It's safe to, I tell my kid this all the time and everybody like I don't even get that finish your plate. Yeah. Eat what till you're finished. Yeah. Satiate yourself. You know, a lot of us grew up like that, you know. Oh. You, know you got the food left. My father, yeah, you got the food left on that plate. You know, you're like, yeah, but, but I'm full. But that that's their generation though too. Yeah. Like you better eat that food. You know what I do to get that food? Then you're three hundred and thirty brown, like, boy, you getting big. Well, <laughs> you made me eat everything on the plate. Hello. My mama would go up and down on how I didn't eat chicken correctly. Because I, I left gristle and fat and stuff. You don't even eat it right. What's wrong with you? You don't eat it right. And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of ate the meat, and then I'm good. And she's like, well, the fat and the gristle, you know, I don't think that's the part that, you know. But I always got that. And, like, I, she'd always be behind me cleaning up my chicken. Really? Give me your chicken. You don't eat no chicken right. Oh, yeah, because that was in her head, like, you did not leave anything oh. left. She sucked the marrow out of bones. I was that way when I was young. I was like, yeah, we'll Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, this stuff they don't want exactly. Nah. You know, Chris Rock, you earned the big piece of chicken. You gotta earn the big piece of chicken. So, but that. So now, do you find now? Do you eat out or do you um do you cook a lot? Do you find you have to prepare a lot of your foods? You know what, man? I'm uh, I'm a drive by eater now. Okay, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I keep it moving. I don't have to have a plate of food. Mm-hmm. In the morning, I went up. Uh, I had a, uh, a 
Mm-hmm. Now, now I do the same thing. Do you get the bowl because it controls your portion size? Because the plates are too big. There you go. Oh really? Milk based, soy based. What do you? I'm a skim guy. Okay. Yeah. Even before the weight loss, I was a one percent. Okay. Yeah I, yeah. I never did whole milk that much, anyways. But it's a lot of calories just for yeah. baby cows to get yeah, bigger. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Exactly. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, or do you kind of graze, or? No, if I uh, even with that man, like I still I don't do it now, but I was I had the I had the scale with the uh, you know so I can weigh my ounces. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I went through the whole thing where I, you know I pour, I get my little four ounces. Of yeah. Food. So yeah, that was uh, that was a huge part of the weight loss. I, I did nothing over four ounces. See, there you go. Yes. Because think about, think about, a lot of people don't think of this, and, and it was pointed out to me before, even when I was bigger, you didn't hear it, but you know, it was like that, but you think of like dough and how they prepare dough. Mm-hmm. You think that it's only going to rise on the on the counter? Mm-hmm. When you add water, it rises, so when you drink, when you say you drink, uh, eat a sandwich, and that bread is in you, and then you drink your soda, whatever you're drinking, it's expanding inside of you just like it's doing on the countertop. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's harder. Even countertop, you just wipe it off. But this is about, you got about six months now you're putting in yourself. You got to work out hard. So mm-hmm. it's, um, that, I was looking at things simple like that. Yes. You, you can get overcomplicated real yeah, quick. That's yeah. why I keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, you keep it simple, man. Things that you completely you can understand this little thing. Well, it's great. The people, you know, it's always people coming. Oh, so I just cut out carbs, and I'm like, all of them. Like to me, the, me personally, what I tell a lot of people, why don't you just focus on the ones that you overeat and eat less? Like for me, potatoes, pastas, and breads. Those are the three that I don't, I don't overeat rice. It's never been a staple of my diet. I don't consider that a bad carb for me. If I had an Asian friend that was overweight, I'd be like, hey, man, that's one of the things you got to cut out. Right. But I don't. But it's not a big step. I eat rice sparingly. But now potatoes, pastas, and bread. I love potatoes. I love them. I'm a potato fanatic. Love them. I really Even when I, like, I go upstairs, I get fries, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I get about five or six of them. Yeah. Exactly, portion control. All it is, it's just like, I mm-hmm. just wanted to taste some potatoes. Yes. I get, if I go upstairs and, and, and you know, I have nothing after I want to eat, if I get a salad, I get a baked potato, and I, yeah. No, it can be a healthy choice. It's just about, it's just about portion what you put on it, you know? And those three out of potatoes, pastas, and bread, I love potatoes. Pasta was easy for me to give up, because I wasn't a big fan anyways. I was, I'm a lasagna fanatic. See? I'm actually the lasagna king in my entire family. You make the lasagna. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, oh. Yeah, when the family's getting together. Romano. Yeah, they call me and say, hey, can you make the, the pan lasagna? Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Lasagna. I haven't made it in well over a year. Because that's a calorie bomb. Yeah. 
Yeah. Lasagna is a fine meal, but you got to eat us. The squares should be lasagna. I feel you. Meat, spinach, everything in it. What you got in it? Mm. What you do? What you do? I love food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I took chicken breast. Mm. Put the chicken breast on the grill. Grill the chicken breast, right? Mm-hmm. Slice it the long way. You know, not, not the not the chop. Yeah. You know, feel like you thin. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I made that. I made chicken lasagna. That sounds fantastic yeah. and healthy. But see, that was the evolution. Yeah, I had like I made like six or seven boneless chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. That sounds bomb. I've never had. I've never had it. It sounds fantastic. See, okay, now let's touch on that. You gotta grill the chicken. Yeah, yeah, it's a healthy way to go. Now you, you see, okay, I saw the passion in your eyes. You're like you're a foodie. We like, we enjoy food. You enjoy cooking, enjoy the meal. How have you been able to balance that? By is it the portion stuff? Because you still, I look at us. We're happy. I'm bouncing on the table, uh, bouncing on the bed right now, thinking about the lasagna. I love, but fan. I can't eat anything. I'm a simple eater. Mm-hmm. No, no? Yeah. Oh, okay. No more, I'm allergic to shellfish. Ah. I don't know what's in something. That's I feel you. Yeah, so, last time, especially if I'm out on the road working, I completely watch my meat because I've gotten sick out on the road where I couldn't do the show. I feel you. Shelf, no, allergies are serious. I'm lucky. I'm getting down on my allergies, but I'm that guy. I will put, I will try. Yes, I'll try. Yeah. This is muskrat. Fuck yeah. <laughs> let me just, you just cook it? No, we killed it. All right, let me, I'll try a little piece of anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll try. It. Is it crunchy? I'll try it. Let me try it. it unless it's horrifically disgusting. Unless if it's horrifically like I, I've tried to get. I can't do a chicken foot because it doesn't look. It looks too. It looks real reptilian. And, and, and frog legs, I've seen. I had them, but I they were good. Luckily, what? but they were good. But dude, there's not enough of them. That's the only thing. Like, like there's not. You got to eat like a lot of frogs. Got to die. You got to kill. <laughs> you got to kill a mess of frogs, man. Like. I, right, like I'm like it's from that. I mean, there was one horror movie I saw when I was a kid that the frogs took over, and like and like that's the only thing I can see because you can eat like twenty. Oh, they're done. Like, and they meat comes right off of them. If they got little tiny thighs, that sh- they yes. There's meat. Twenty. Yep. Who's kidding? Somebody, somebody had to tell me what it was. I said, "What is this? Uh, frog leg?" Oh, uh, frog leg. Oh, that's oh. Not me. Rice yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's just terrible. That's the only out of all the frog. That's the only part that's you can fuck with. Right, right. Like, right. In the, uh, yeah. You got the fat back. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I like the breast of chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The frog ain't got nothing. Like, like but technically, they're like a mouth connected to legs, though, right? I guess it is. Yeah, they do get off. Yeah. But then they, you know. But does it help you? What, what's the nutrition in frog? Have you heard of it? You know, I should break that down for the podcast, but I'm guessing there's an okay level of protein, but no one's like. Te- find out these weird foods and find out the breakdown in them of why we like. What's in them that draws us? Because frog legs. No, the nutritional impact of nasty food. Frog legs, snails, like how much? How much is actually in there? So, do you still cook a lot? You still cooking a lot with others? I don't, man. Was that something you had to kind of give up? 
stuff. Licks and licks, bites and tastes. While you're cooking, yeah. licks, bite and those calories add up. Eating yeah. after your kid that yeah. adds up. And then, and then when dinner's ready, you sit down with your plate and eat some more. Yep. You know, not mm. even thinking. Nope. You know what I mean, so now I, I can go the whole week without turning the stove on. So do you go out eat meat a lot? You guys go get something. Yeah. And it just fills me up. See? I don't, I don't eat to, to feel full. I eat for, uh, for To sustain yourself. Energy. Yeah, energy. And you yeah. still have the passion for food, but then you control it by portion. So that's. Mine is unleaded. I, I call it unleaded food now. It's like my fuel. I stop, I pull over the gas, keep going. Now, since it's never been about weight loss for you, and before we wrap up, because I want to talk about the fitness a little bit before we go to the other stuff. But, dude, like. Is, are you at the weight you want to be? Because you look great. I mean, it's not just aesthetics. Like as a trainer, I'm saying you're in a very healthy place. What do you want? Like, cause it's not about weight for you, anyways. You know what? I tell you this, man. I uh, like I said, I got down like I float between 185 and 190. Huh? I want to get down to 175. Mm. So I can float between 175 and 180. Yes. Because I tell you why. I bought some very nice looking clothes. Yes. Man, so we're talking. We're talking. Uh, you know, almost 150, 100, 130. 130. Well, yeah, so, well, still, but I'll still think about from what, from 350. If yeah. that's your biggest, doesn't matter how long yeah, it took you. Yeah, and that's that's a whole person. That's a large human. That you're, that, that you're, and I get it, man. It's about looking good in your clothes. I always tell people weight is a misnomer because weight can be fat, weight can be muscle. How you look and feel in your clothes is the important part. It's the, it's the, it's the arrogance of the wide receiver. Mm. Listen, watch the wide receiver. Listen to him talk. And watch him on the field. He's always adjusting his socks, everything. He has to look good. So he can look fly. So when he catch that ball and he's going on his twist. It's a, it's a it's a it's a feel good thing. Yeah. Go back and watch Deion Sanders at prime time. It was because he felt like he looked good. As he was doing, it's true. All that came. Think of when you're on stage and you have something nice, and and, and the show is going well. And a big part of it is because you feel good about how you look, and that that translates to how you sound, mm-hmm. how you perceive your whole persona, and, and all of that. So it's true. And that's, this takes us back to wrap the wrap up the nutrition part, like the confidence that you have of how you look, because you are you you had the confidence of how you perform. No, now, no. oh, whoa, talk. Yeah, that's uh, well, I tell you that 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 came my confidence. I've been doing stand up for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. My confidence just hit me, Don. I'm not kidding. You. My confidence just hit me, maybe. Man, I hear you. I think I got mine yesterday, and I'm not kidding. No, I, I'm not. I, I I know what you're saying about like you're where you're in the game, but now you feel like I get this, man. I got this. Man. It's, it's a it's a thirty-three thousand feet. Check the seat off. Yes. That's what it is. I'm I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm not still uh, uh, going up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm 
still trying to get better, still improving, but I'm here. I have arrived. Right, yeah. Right, right. So, you know, you, you're going to always be, you're always going to work on being better at whatever you're doing. That's just a human trait. Hopefully. Yeah. That's yes. Right. But, um, so always do that, but you feel like, okay, I, I like this space right here. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. And that part of the impetus again, like looking, got the confidence, right. how you feel, how you feel inside, how you look outside, right. and that helps boom to LA, where again, you're under a lot of pressure in LA. Oh, LA, as soon as you get off the plane, it's pressure. How you look, how you feel, like perform, every every performance can kind of matter because you never know who's in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then you got to work it. And then to work, work, you still got to leave LA. You know, so you're still traveling, you're coming back, and then, that man, that is beautiful. So, how about the fitness part, man? Comedy Fitness Podcast, by the way, talked to my man, Roman Murray, just dramatic weight loss, but man, you you did it, you did it the right way. And now, fitness, and I know you're not a, you're not, you're not a fitness freak. No, but uh, I feel great after I do it. Okay, so what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. Any weight training? I haven't been because I'm not. I'm not interested in being bigger. I feel you. I mean, even even with the you know getting it tighter, and I know in this way, you know, it's just kind of just getting it. I just I have no interest in. I've been big all the time, so if I think when I think weights, I'm thinking muscles. Yeah. I'm thinking bigger, and I don't. I don't, don't want to be that. No, you you think you're out, and in your head part it's all bulk to you, right? right? And you're like, I I did that. I don't want to be you know. Even though you're how it is, you don't really bulk up with muscle overnight but i know what you're saying though and besides man you're at a good height you're at a good weight and you know a lot of times people lose a lot of weight they can look a little gaunt yeah yeah okay you do not have that look you look now, healthy now my when my lowest weight since the was 177 okay now did you feel like a little uh thin a little too thin at that point not yeah I feel you. like three fifty four. Come on, man. yeah. You know, so when I when I would meet people, and, and this would yes, this would now this would almost be uh, insulting, but I have but I had to kind of calm down from when I when I would meet people, mm -hmm. and uh, what we were talking about last night, mm -hmm. about how I feel after shows, and, and you know, and what was going through my head, these anxieties. What we were talking about, yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't know what I've been through mentally, physically. Yeah. Don't tell me not to do. Yeah. They mean well, but know, the, yeah, but at the same there. time, they're like, hey, stop. What? Yeah. What? It's like, no. And you don't even know me to say, hey, don't get any help no. than you're doing. No, but they know how, but in their head, it's impossible to yeah. do. Exactly. And so, I mean, people, people big people, because we've we both we've been there. Yeah. They think it's this might be impossible, yeah. and what you did is magical. And then they don't know how you do it. In that, then, but you, you be realistic with them. No, I needed that emotional impetus to move forward in my life, and then I applied logic to that. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was waiting for someone to say that crack is bad. You're right. I had no idea. I, 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 I like living outside and sucking dick for money. Why, why would I want to? No, but Zach, no one thinks. No one thinks. Yes. It's your own bottom. That's all it is. No, it's your own bottom. You got to get tired of shit. 
No, you definitely do. You definitely do. But now, Comedy Fitness Podcast, you know, we try to keep the subjects bounce around here. But I love your journey, man, and, like, your story. Like, it is how people come up. And I know, before we move on, one thing I do want to touch on is the personal perception. Because what I find is when you lose this kind of weight, you're not a different person, per se. But people's reaction to you are different. People you've known forever, forever react to you differently, which in turn has to change our perception of ourself yeah. now at first we get a little pissed sometimes like yeah. motherfucker i'm still the same person i was a decent person then i'm a decent person now all of a sudden you notice right. but i'm brighter funnier sunnier all of a sudden right. but that's just the truth and you know what's weird about that yeah like, i've come across people who've known me for years mm-hmm. and then we'll be sitting and they'll they'll see it's me and it's uh it seems yes no. You feel uneasy around me. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, you tell me, because you have had, like, some people, were, like, literally, who knew you were like, Roman? Roman? They, they were talking to you for a few minutes. Holy shit, Roman! Yeah. Friends I've known for years. Mm hmm. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so standoff. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking. I mean, and we're talking, and I'm bringing up stuff that I know about them. Yeah, only me and you could really. So how could you not figure out? And, and I was like, man, I, I can believe it. The, the body, I get it, but you know, I didn't really. I guess when I look back on it, like pictures and stuff. Your face has changed. I haven't seen you in about two years. Last time I saw you, it was when the MSA accidentally tried to put us in the same cabin. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that was the time before that. Last time I was on the visit. Remember? And I, I walk in. You're on the computer. Hello. First time we ever met. I walk in the room. You're like, hello. You're on the computer. You look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, sorry, man. Wrong room. <laughs> My bad, dog. <laughs> Because she's like, yeah, don't you guys share rooms? Like, we do not share rooms. No, we're special. Yes, we're special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't share rooms. Uh, right? Really? <laughs> Ruby? What's that, Ruby? My bag is on the bunk bed. Yeah, that was hilarious. I went, oh, all right, bye. <laughs> Click. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, Comedy for this podcast, talk with my boy Roman Murray. Now, man, we always uh, do a little spotlight on uh, pop culture, what's going on. Now, first of all, let's talk about that. We just saw it on TV. Conor McGregor is about to fight um, stupid-ass Floyd Mayweather. Now, I think they're both retarded. I, now, Floyd Mayweather is, is, is technically retarded because he likes hitting women. All right? Conor McGregor is, from what I can see, pretty damn retarded, too, because he won't shut the fuck up and he says stupid shit. But now they both are winners. And now they're doing this this quote unquote fight, which is two MMA versus boxing. Now I think it's a big gimmick show. I'm gonna watch. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A gimmick. I mean, but you know, people are you know, dogging Floyd about it. I mean, oh yeah. I don't get that because I mean, even at the the pressers, that Floyd he, he's been holding up a hundred million dollar check. How are you dogging this guy? If you okay. You know you're going. You know you're going to win this fight. This is what you do. Listen, you're the best in your division. Man, this look, guy never had a. You're getting a hundred million. You telling me, you hey, can you can you? Uh, I give you twenty five grand. Can you do fifteen minutes? Yeah, I got you. Oh, you can buy me out earlier than that, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, I can't. I can't blame either of them, and especially with the fact that I'm going to pay for it. Like I'm down. I'm part of whatever quote unquote problem it is. Right. Like you give them hundred. I'm donating that hundred million dollars because I want to see these two dudes probably not fight that well, but, but I'm down. But here's the thing with that, man. Now McGregor, it's, it's good for both of them. Yeah. He's in a dumpster anyways. People yeah, are gonna so, fuck with him so anyway. You get a hundred million, whatever. So, but McGregor, even if he gets whooped, he doesn't lose anything. He gets money. He gains because he was supposed to lose anyway. Floyd has everything to lose except the hundred million. Man, I think it's a win-win actually. Because uh, Floyd, this uh, McGregor even getting Floyd to do the fight, he won. No lie, he won. I always tell people, if you punch a giant and they hit back, you're the same height as the giant. It's when people ignore you, they're like, well, why the fuck? Am-? No. no. Oh, yeah, man. 100 million. No, 100 million. And you can be bought. And I'm, and this won't be the last time they do this. This I think you'll find more MMA boxing spectacles after this on a junior level. You'll, like, have it at the local club. Like, I, I like. Like I title first of all, uh, shout out to my sponsor, Title Boxing Club Alpharetta, Title Boxing Club Alpharetta, where I do my comedy kickboxing class. But I could even see in my area some dude coming in, hey man, I'm a kickboxer, but I want to start training for MMA. I'm like, well, I don't do that. <laughs> but but I understand. I understand people like change it up, change it up. But now, I think this fight's gonna be. Uh, uh, I personally call it like I think. McGregor's going to do something stupid and it will be get disqualified and it's going to set up a round two. Uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't know. I think he's going to nut the fuck up. You think so? I, think, I, think, I think they're going to do some stuff like the first two, three rounds. And after that, I think Floyd is going to humiliate him. He's going to play with him with that speed. He's going to play with his speed. Him and move, and it's, it's going to frustrate him like that so he, he gets crazy. That's what I'm saying. Floyd doesn't get hit yeah. by people who know how to hit. This guy I think you're going to see wild swings And then somewhere around the 4th, 5th round McGregor's going to try to kick his ass Like kick him He's going to throw a kick or something stupid Over Over Yep Yep He's going to take him down or kick him or something, and it's going to be fight over because Floyd's going to be like, we don't kick. Game over. And I mean, the ref will call it, and then they're going to do this all over again, and then I'll pay again probably. Here's the thing, though. Hmm. Uh, there is something in, in, the, in the contract about kicking. There's a clause in the It should be. should be. It, uh, it, it, it equals money. So. That's why I think he's going to, like, he'll nut up. And like he'll throw an elbow or kick his. At the end of the day, I mean, everybody goes with instincts, and Floyd's instinct is to get out of the way. Floyd, Floyd's, Floyd's mastery is not getting hit. Yeah. So that's what that's Flo- right. Floyd is, doesn't get hit. It's not a punching power. It's, it's being in good shape and yeah. not getting hit. He he understood fighting from the process of don't get hit. That's what happened to Mike Tyson. Tyson yep. They said to Tyson, they said, uh, when, when you think you decline, he said, well, when I start getting hit. Yeah. Hitting me. Yep. He said, "When I want to fight anymore, he said, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and and you cannot. I'm telling you, man, getting hit in the head is not a lifestyle choice that is conducive to living a while. You know, I feel my. I'm, I always feel worse for the bad fighters. You know, when you're, you know, you're you're eight and twenty six, something like that. Like, oh, 
Like, no lie. Like, to me, like, once you lose three, I'm sorry. Like, you do not want to get hit in the head for a living. Like, I'm sorry. You, one concussion. I've, I've had two. I'm, I know my brain's messed up. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, from, from between football and kickboxing. I, I got hit in the head so hard. When I woke up, I quit. I said, I quit, quit kickboxing. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I was, I was a bad amateur in L.A. for a while just to, be, just to prove it to my dad. I just wanted to be approved to my dad, and I did four bouts, two and two. I got hit in the head so hard that I said, I'm done. I told my sensei, I'm like, I'm done. He's like, no, you were doing good. And, like, he had a palsy. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And this is 20 years ago, but when you're a young, stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, and I'm only doing this to prove something to a man that, you know, I didn't know that well at the time. Now, where our relationship is fine now, but it was all, it was so, it was total Star Wars. It was total, it was total, like, just trying to get back. I'll, I'll prove to you that I'm, because he was a boxer, and I'm like, I'm going I'm to be a kickboxer. I'll prove to you, da, da, da. And I'm like, this is not the way to go. And then he was an old school boxer. Anyways, his mastery was not getting hit in the head. That was his thing. He's like, don't get it. He's like, I wouldn't get kicked in the head either, son. That's a hard, hard, and I did. I when I woke up, it was over. But now, but comedy, I always thought comedy was uh, always associated with comedy with boxing. Yes, it's a fight. It really is because you, the, the uh, when you have the workout material, that's the gem. Mm-hmm. That's, those are your sparring partners. Yes. Yeah. That's why I bow at the end of a performance. Yeah. At the end of the performance, I do a, I do my uh, my traditional ninjutsu. I do my bow because I feel like you're a worthy opponent. Yeah. It was a good match, yeah. you know. I always do that, and that's because people think do you bow because old school. No, it's not because of the entertainment part. Yeah. It's from my knowledge of you know Mr. Martial Arts. Like I respect my opponent. We're done. I think I won. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm. Sometimes you get people and they go, you've been on the shit where they go, hey, we like, you like you, we ain't like the other guy. Yeah, the rhythm. Yeah. So uh, I go, well, you know, stand up is preference. You know, it's just like uh, Gallagher, right? Now, yeah. I was never a fan of Gallagher. I didn't get into it. But people love it. was huge. Killed it. So for me to sit here and say, oh, Gallagher is not it. Are you kidding me? Hello? Gallagher was huge, man. It's a- so it's preference. Yes. Huge. Music. So I can't dog her music. She, she, she a bad, that's a bad bitch right there. Listen, so, l- listen, I'm, my, just, I'm just not into it. It's, it's like comedy. Yes. And I tell people this. I go, I go, you know, some people like, you know, instrumental jazz. Some people like, you know, vocal jazz. I say, but at the end of the day, it's still jazz. Jazz. You have to figure out which one you prefer. Do you prefer the instrumental? Do you prefer the vocal? And no. Some people like both. And I, I agree. Comedy is such a subjective art form. It is, man. It's that, like, I tell people this all the time. I go, and I said this on stage. I go, if I'm working on new material and, and, and say it went, went pretty well, I, I, I thank them. I let them know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I thank them. And I let them know. I go, you know, stand up. I said, this is the only profession where you have to fail in front of people over and over in order to get better at it. Mm-hmm. It's the only mm-hmm. profession. Well, you have you to pub. A singer, and then no. all of a sudden you this badass. Oh, you got to. Over and over yeah, and over. That's why open mics are so romantic to comics. Yeah. That's why, because we, we remember the struggle. We remember that was we were hanging out with an audience that, thank God, I can't believe they showed the fuck up. Right. Like, they came, like, these are bad. That's why a lot of times it's your friends, family, you have to invite up because I'm like, dude, this, you, this is going to be a bad show. Yeah. We're going to show you 10 people <laughs> who, who have... 
try who are trying to work together premises and stuff. But you got to keep doing it, doing it and figure out what's good. You know what's cool about LA, man? It's like uh, I do the open mics. That's in LA. different in LA, though. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There shouldn't be any timing in the room, really. Everyone in the room should be working, working on something. But these are also competent comics working on exactly. something. Then, then baby comics really just trying exactly. to throw stuff. But you're right. There so is you different. You can go in and get five, six minutes of working that stuff you just wrote. And then you leave there and you go work it again at another spot, maybe a mile or two away. And that's the beauty. A mile or two away, work that same set a little bit differently. Yep. And that's what's beautiful about LA and New York. Now, that's where the magic can happen. Yeah. And that it's only there where you can go laugh factory, ha ha, improv, come back around, uh, uh, something else, uh, little spots. Yeah, all these, place, these places that are, just have open mic nights. Yep. They're, they're cafes, they're mm-hmm. open, but people are there to listen to. Yeah, it was the Third Street Promenade, wherever they, they so like. That's, where, that's my main. Okay, main right main. there. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's a beautiful room. It's, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. That's another thing, man. You, you, uh, uh, Kyle Fitness, Doctor Roman Murray. You achieved my childhood dream because I, when I was a sixty-year-old and had dates, I would take them to the Marina Del Rey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would, we would park near the Cheesecake after Cheesecake because it was a big deal. I took them to Cheesecake Factory, and then we went and parked and watched the submarine races. Happy day, shout out. I used to always. <clears> I said, oh, man, I said my ultimate place in L.A. is Marina, man. Man, yeah, it's it's, it's nice. It doesn't even seem. To me, it's the best. It's the best part of L.A. Proper. Like I grew up in the valley, and I spent a lot of time in the beaches. Venice is crazy. It's great, but Marina Del Rey. It's got this. It's got this classy, sexy. You know, we have jobs vibe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the docking boats. You know, they're doing the thing. Those apartments are beautiful. Oh man, oh, gosh, I love it. Out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I drive a town and country thing. Love my family. Yeah. But my, my, my shit is parked to a, next to a Bentley. Yeah. And all these retired rich people down there. Yeah, man. But far from rich. Yep. But here's the thing with their stuff. They, they're they down there, right? They just happen to be down there. They they have an apartment, but they're just putting yeah. it out. Yeah. Because their house is over in the hill, overlooking Marina. You know, so it's like, it's, it's a beautiful thing if you mm-hmm. have it. Oh yeah, no, out there. That's why I mean, like, don't wrong. It's not cheap, but it's worth. It's worth. The valley's hot. The valley's hot. It's, it literally is ten degrees hotter. The valley's hot. Yeah, man. It's true. It's true, man. It's true because you truly get you get that morning overcast where it's chilly. It's chilly. Yeah, man. No, man. I can't wait to visit, man. <laughs> but, man, beautiful. Hey, Kanye, for this podcast, I mean, we're about to wrap it up. I want to thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with me today, Roman, and telling people really about the journey, man. Because this is, I always tell people, Comedy Fitness is about getting in great shape. Listen, if you do CrossFit, good for you. I think you're goofy. If if, if you're, if, if you love marathons, good for you. Ah! But I always tell people, yes. 
Okay. See now. First time in my life. There you go. Because you do have to have the fitness goals, and that's and that comes. But it's all in steps. But that is beautiful. Yeah. But my thing, my point with comedy fitness is always, but it's just about being slightly better. Yeah. You know, it's not about being the optimal. It's not about being the best. Like I think we just we we overdo it. We we only show athletes achieving their dreams. How about? Yes. Yes. That's the only person you're in competition with. It's, it's golf. You're not out there trying to beat someone in golf. You're out there competing against yourself. Yes. You want to be better than you was in the last hole. Exactly. Last game. You're competing against yourself. I want to be healthier than I was yesterday. And think of, and think of golf. Right? Uh, uh, it's a solo. You got out there. Everybody shut up. It's like stand up. Yeah. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on stage now. Everybody be quiet. Shh. You know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's the exactly. The guy behind me, my caddy, he's the host. Yes. He's my host. He's bringing me on. Yeah. You know, he's handing me the mic. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get, right. So, you're right, man. The golf is an analogy. That's a good analogy, man. And then you throw it in the water. You're like, hey, that wasn't a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> sand trap. That's the sand trap of comedy, right? But hey, man, before I let you go, man, what, what you got going on? What do you want to promote, man? You got your website, oh, you know. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> the, the Make America Great Again tour. We can talk about it, but everybody, know, my podcast listeners know I hate him, but I am trying to understand his followers more because I can't be angry at the people that voted for them. I have to understand them because I can't just say they're all a bunch of idiots. No, I, I have yeah, to understand them. Uh, they're people, but see, it's, 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 and we perform for them all the time. Yeah. No. I said, so why am I mad? I said, I said, I don't give a shit one way or the other. And I told no, her, right? I, said, I, I don't care. I said, but here's my question. Mm-hmm. Where are all the t-shirts? <laughs> Those Obama t-shirts everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. My mom's got an Obama shrine in the house. Yeah. Bought the the cookies, the plates, the can, the the coins, everything. My, my aunt has uh, Martin Luther King and Obama. Obama. <laughs> I feel you. But man, your point is so golden because of her vi- her vitriol. Because th- what I find, this is what I think, and Bill Maher actually broke it down. He doesn't bring it up again, but I think this was this is what happened. White people were made a certain demographic, and we we perform for them. And I live in the South, so I live close to them. I think a certain demographic of white people were made to feel like minorities, right. and they acted accordingly. Yeah, that's what I believe as well. I and and 
and since they're white, they had just a little bit more of the power in order to actually because they they we all felt. We all feel oppressed at some point in American society. Come on, our struggle, you know, as black people, our struggle is pretty much documented. You see what Hispanics go through, even Asians. All minorities have been through something. We, we all get it. And white people, I think it was new. And they're like, I can't believe I'm being treated like this. I'm going to stand for my rights. And then they may, they're very reactive. The same thing we all have done, except theirs was very reactive. They're like, I'm going to get this dude to be a cheerleader for my ignorance. Right. Which I, I've said this on stage. Hmm. Uh, I call it. Yeah, when it's part of it. You don't feel like you get your, you get your privilege of what you, you know, you can't bitch about these people coming over to your country and taking these jobs that you would not dare take. So nope. it goes beyond you. Way beyond. They're just working a job that you don't when want. You have it, you don't want to hear working a job you don't want. want. It's more than what you're saying. And you, and you do want them to do the jobs you don't want. You just don't exactly. want to, by the way, you just don't want to see them. You no, and, and no, no. Is. Please pick pick my pick my vegetables, serve my food, but yeah. just make sure you go back in the back. Yeah, and back it'd be great. It'd be great if you didn't live in my neighborhood. And I feel because yeah. when you have when you have privilege, equality yeah. feels like a disadvantage. Yeah, like I'm the same as y'all now. This is terrible. Yeah, we've been telling you that for a while. Well, just well, like now, like if if Obama would have done a fraction of what this motherfucker is doing, like a frac, like a, a just name one of the stupid scam. If a, if Obama had any distant relative that talked to a Russian, my God, if Hillary, even if Hillary had done any of this, but if Obama had done any, if Obama had said he he told the Boy Scouts yesterday, and no one, it's not even news. He he said he said, what the hell would I talk about politics for here? And then he proceeded to talk about politics. If Obama had said damn or hell to a room full of Boy Scouts, they would be, hang- which they did do, hang them in effigy. Like, and, and that's when, that's what I think, that, that's when the racism really hits home for me because I'm like, fuck. But check it out, though. Look at Kathy Griffin. You know, she did the, you know, the, the whole thing. Yeah. Now, you know, cut off his head. Now, that was a little over the top. Yeah, that was a little, and I saw that. I, was going, oh. I still believe in freedom of speech, but that was over the top. But. Yeah, but Oh, news dressed like an dressed like an African, his face on a monkey. The stuff they used to do to uh, uh, the stuff they used to do to. Uh, but see, again, they they're like, well, that's okay. We're you know we're you know we're making fun of you know that's you know he, he's from and Kenya. Like the, the, that was the most the racist thing in the world. Like because it was believable to them. Oh, he's from Kenya because he's black. Because he's black and his dad is from Kenya. You think he was even though it was proof he was not born in Kenya. Like that was the most. The, the antithesis for racism, and then oh, I saw a thing on CNN after after he was out of office and Trump was in. They did this thing about Obama and, and showing from you know he was running for the Senate and, and this went all the So a lot of the racism stuff I didn't know happened until I watched that, and I'm going, whoa! Mm-hmm. And this guy never let it shake him. No, and also never let him shake because because he's like a lot of us black men, like yeah, racism, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Like I'm still gonna. Was, what he understood was very important. I do my job. You gotta hate it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just, a, it's just a, what I was telling you about hecklers. Like if you, if I got a heckler, I'm not gonna use a curse word Mm-mm. because that's your fuel. That's your energy. I'm not gonna give you. Energy. You're not. Don't give them that kind of power. Right. And, and it's up. To, and that's what he did. He did not give them that kind of power. He just quiet. They said stuff so he would react. Mm-hmm. So they can, now they can go off. 
reaction. Yep. And unless you're the unless you're the biggest partisan idiot, I mean, you have it's staunch partisan. If you're just a regular decent Republican, you cannot look at this idiot in the White House and look at Obama and go, "Oh, they're equal." You can disagree with all of Obama's policies, and I'm that's okay. You're allowed to disagree with policies. Shoot, there's a couple policies that Trump has that I agree with policies, but this delivery system, this package that we have, this this and I think it's vile. Like this is not this is this is not a good example of a president. This is not a good example of a man. It's not a good example of a person. I wouldn't want him as a, a employee, a a boss, a worker or a friend. It's just yeah, you're right, man. He he the, the, the things he's doing now is just like even when he gets out of office, he's setting up other countries on how they're going to treat us. He's mean, he's spiteful and like that, that's what we're going to be know. I mean, I personally think this is putting us back a while, but again, there are people who just want him to go fuck you. And he's doing it. They want him to go fuck you to immigrants. Because when one of. You mentioned that thing about uh, Manhattan, about shooting. Yes. The cheers that he had got at that rally after he Can you that. imagine if Obama talked about killing people? Shooting people. I could go. I. But won't because, again, like. And again, we see them all the time. These are people who are not. Again, I. It. it it's hard to wrap my head around what level of racism there are. Because there are levels of race. But. The, but. They're. Their thing is like, listen, we we feel put upon because I've talked to them. They feel put upon, and they're going to give it back. They, I mean, I, they think Roots was a long time ago. They don't believe they they they, they don't believe in the after effects of slavery. They're like, yeah, Don, I know there was racism, but things are equal now, and I feel that I'm being oppressed. I don't think my kids have the same example. And and to me, I'm like, to me, that's a little bit ridiculous. But I understand if you feel pressed upon. But if you want to sit here and tell me that you really don't think your kids have the same shot that my kid does, I, I'm I'm sorry. You know, and then oh, on top of it with Obama, because I got one in the house. He's beige. He is a he's our first mixed mixed president. Like, listen, he's black. We claim him as black. He is black. But I have a mixed race son, so I have to acknowledge. Well, Obama's mixed race. My, my son's mother matters. Right. Like, you know, he yes, he's yes, he 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 is mixed. Like, right. like I don't think his generation will be the like you got to pick. Right. I think he'll be the first generation where he can actually just say, well, no, I'm mixed. You know, because now it. You know, for it's always been you just were black, yeah. like Obama, black. Obama does not run around and talk about how he's mixed race and how he's white. He 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 was raised by a white family, okay. He 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 his black relatives were very far, but he his experience in America is of a black man, because when you to me and I always say about my son, you'll get treated how you look. Like we we're still there. Like it matters how you look. Like Obama was dark enough to be treated like the rest of us, and if, uh, if when it because it's about shades. If you're a little lighter, then maybe it's a little bit different. And we were talking about that too. It's like if he was dark, would he have been president? It's like would he have been president? Man, that is a is a decent debate. In fact, in fact, I think the first black president would have should have and could have been Colin Powell. Yeah. And I think I actually feel really bad. I think he kind of let us down a little bit because, but I understand why his wife didn't want him to run because she knew it'd be a fucking nightmare, like an absolute nightmare. Like, oh, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle's the best damn wife in the world because she never wanted any of that shit. Mm-hmm. She could, but again, I don't, man. She wanted to. She, she, if, if, if she, I'm sure they had many a conversation because, you know, Michelle, Michelle to me is solid as hell. Like like clone her, marry the shit out of her. But she's like, I know they have playing nights. She's like, if you want to leave tomorrow, I already have a bag packed. Let's go set up shop in Chicago and raise our damn daughters. But he, 
Oh, you know he was always like the greater good, the greater good. She's like, fuck these motherfuckers. They don't care about us. We already proved our point. Let's get out of here. And it's not it's that's not hood. That's that's protecting your family. And I get both of their sides. And that's why they're a good team. Yeah, that's true. But I think that she was his sound. Big time. I think Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, she was more than a rock. Never know about. And and. Oh man, I. Can you imagine being in the Oval Office and you have some old crusty senator from from deep in Underwoods come in and right. you know be a little slight. Exactly. Exactly. You so, know, be a little, be a little, be a little slight, and you're like, I'm the fucking president, motherfucker. God right. damn shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he did the uh, the um, the oh gosh, not the the, the 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 journal ball that they do every year, the journalism thing with the roast, basically where they come and tell jokes. And he had um, uh, the dude from uh, Keenan, uh, uh, not Keenan and Kel, my God, uh, Key and Peel, Keep Key, 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 did the anger consultant. I thought that was a brilliant bit. Because of how, because every, and I think a lot of, a lot of minorities understand that. Like, you have to go into work and do your shit, and you know someone just said some awfully vile shit. Like, and you have a choice. You're like, I can nut up. I can nut justifiably. Nut the fuck up. Or, I can go about it in the smart, intelligent way and rise above it and have this person just feel belittled and stupid. Because, and and that's where you go. And, and even if that person goes, well, you know, if, even in her head, like, hey, you know, I'm I right, you know, you still win because you didn't go to their level. And don't go wrong, yeah, you want to hit them, yeah, you want to crush them, yeah, you want to destroy. Them. And there's places for that. Here's the thing too. I heard about man. He was he was talking to the right people outside of stuff. He was on the phone. Sidney Poitier, who's went through it. Yeah. He's gone through it. Oprah's gone through it. Yeah. Colin Powell, probably, yeah. Right. We, we've been through this stuff. They've mm-hmm. been through this stuff. You know, keep your head up. Make sure you stay on this. Mm-hmm. Because after all this is done, you know, your legacy needs to be. Yes, and you do have the weight of the world on you. And look at Trump now. Trump is doing everything. It's like he's not even governing now because he's spending all this time trying to take away everything that Obama did. Well, I mean. He doesn't want that to be the history well, of this. Well, it's all think semantics matter. He the way he says Obamacare, it's it's it basically means fuck to him. Like he he uses it as an expert. It happened in L.A. I remember in L.A. for a while, people would say Mexican like it was an expletive. Even how you say the African American, yes, African, the tragedy of Obamacare, illegal immigrant. You're like it's like you're demonizing the other. And That would, Look at my but like, oh, again, my just, but saying stuff like that, eating a taco bowl, there's a bunch of his supporters that go like, "What's wrong with that?" Yeah, they and they don't. And again, like, and I've talked to him, like, I said, you don't understand the sensitivity. I shouldn't have to have to mute myself. That I'm like, well, we all do. We all have to not say stupid shit. But you're angry that you can't say stupid shit. You're literally angry that you can't be slightly more racist and say stupid shit. Yeah, like, Yep, and makes you do. That's why hate crimes are up. They, he emboldened, he empowered idiots. And then he, he, he blamed the inner city crimes on Obama. Yep. He blamed that on Obama, and then now it's hate crimes. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he, but he's not any responsible for him. And then oh yeah, he blamed you know, but Obama's of course responsible for everything, and he keeps going back to Hillary. He goes back in time all the time. This, and then this man, this one thing that I mean, one of us will let our kids take this little responsibility for anything. Yesterday. And said we're not owning this uh, the healthcare problem right now. We're not going to own it. I'm not taking responsibility. You're not taking responsibility. You don't own you. This is your fault. Like you did. Like you could fix. No, because she's a grown up. Yeah, and you go still say Crooked Hill. No, he is. But they vote, and that's why when I talk to like his his star reporters, like they cannot really defend his act. They can't because you have to be retarded to defend his actions. But uh, they love the underlying. Uh, he's saying fuck you. He's like, because, and then one lady said it too. You know, we're sick of we're sick of showing. And she was on CNN, and she hasn't been on since. And I was wondering, we're sick of showing so much humility to blacks. And I remember, and like that hit me like a chord. I'm like, she worded that very well. Like she's like we're she's like we're tired of so much so much humility to the blacks. And I'm like, fuck, that's how you think of it. Like, like you're, you're like you think you're like kowtowing because you're not being oppressive and you're not being openly racist and, and what you want to say more stuff. What you want to talk bad about the inner cities or you want to say you like what do you want to do because you're not having a good day. Yeah, because you because your life is not well no. right now because you can't put down <laughs> exactly. No, and it makes no sense at all. But I do now. The only thing I do get afraid of is the blowback from Trump. What's the, okay? Oh, 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 Trump was the reaction to Obama. Okay, what is the reaction to Trump? Like, right? What what in the next four years comes that is because there will be a backlash. Because to me, my thing is, and I'm doing it already. I'm telling the reason he won is because no one fucking votes. Yeah. The the rest the election was not rigged. The Ru- the Russians did influence, but not on a level to where he, that's why he won. He won because Hillary was a terrible candidate, and people did not vote. Now I I, I agree with that, but slightly hmm. I agree. I believe that the, that Russian thing because for you to say you can shoot someone and not lose votes, votes didn't matter. No, but. I think the Russia thing helped. I think the Russian thing helped with all the fake news, like the the stories about Hillary. Because people, people, even good people on the on the in the middle, like me, like independent, true independent. Dude, Hillary was not awesome. I didn't like a lot of her policies. I didn't like her at all. But but I like I knew oh Trump, Jesus Christ, and I think they were able to get like some people like me to go like. And I think that's where the influ- that's where the fa- the influ- the influence up. They put enough shit out there because if you would have told someone even in the middle, hey, oh Hillary did some weird shit, I'm like okay, that's sort of because they always look sketchy. Hillary does look sketchy, and her husband was always like sketchy light, like meaning like he got away with it because I guess he's a man. But Hillary, to me, my, her problem was Hillary always came off like that mom who blamed you for what her kid did. She was always that mom in the neighborhood. I you making my boy Johnny look bad. I'm like Johnny's the king, the ring pin. Johnny's actually the one. We didn't do. We not manipulating your boy. Like you know. But she always comes off to me like even though she didn't do that per se, but she came off as that type to me. And like, but I do worry about this next election, man. I think you should run personally. I, anybody, like anybody, to to just save us from what I mean. I, I he can't get another four years. But as long as people like listen, Tommy Fitness podcast. I don't care who you vote for, vote. Register to vote. Get out there, please. Especially if you're brown. 
Like, <laughs> like vote people because people died for your right to vote. If you're brown or if you're a woman, please look at history. Like, listen, white guys, you should vote too. But like everybody, but like if you're brown or a woman, people literally shed blood in order for your right to vote. So not voting is disrespect to your ancestors, and it's the least patriotic thing you can do. It really is. Like, I mean, you don't have to be a rah rah American, but fucking vote. I mean, that's just the way I feel. Like, I, I've hated all the elections, but I go out and vote, and they're like, "Why you vote?" People died. In Georgia, we're out here. There's blood <laughs> in the ground for people who like. And if they knew that, like, you didn't vote because you didn't want to today. You didn't. You didn't vote because you didn't feel like it today. Like you have the right to vote. You had the time to vote, and you didn't vote for. You know we said, died. You know what I said a month before the voting things opened. Hmm. <laughs> yes, and we have ancestors that not even that far. We did marched, bled, right. you know, lost family members, lost limbs, lost eyes, lost. I mean, uh, oh man! Oh, oh, and that 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 and that's that's why you know slavery movies do not do well with black people, right? Because it do and listen, I get it. It it's hard. It's not that long ago. It wasn't forever. That's why, to me, the triumph of especially black people, we're getting on a tangent, but the triumph of black people in America is what we've accomplished. But it's that, what's still hard about it is that the slavery did a pregnancy. The slavery happened, and then increments are still happening. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you didn't live in that time, but. Listen, without getting too crazy about it, like, the slavery was so traumatic, yeah, we're still dealing with the trauma. Like, like if you realize what they actually did to families, like people are, oh, black men aren't taking care of their families. Like, listen, that is a problem that we have to work on in our own community. But slavery, a way of breaking up families and set it up as a matriarchal system where, like, all the, like we send the men away. Like, listen, these things take a while to break. I get it. We live in 2017. We have personal responsibility now. We recognize these things change. But there are a reason things happen. The family was systematically broke up. Black men were emasculated. White women were, black women were oppressed, were raped, were, were uh, uh, you can be in the house with, with me, Sally. And this is all planned. All planned. This, this is part uh, of how we're going to do this. Yes, how else do you control a population larger than yourself without getting, you know? So you look at stuff now and you go, okay, uh, yeah, really? All, uh, so is, is a brother bringing all these guns into the, is it no, and like you know, like and I live in a state. They like that concealed carry law until you see a dude who uh, looks with cornrows and has a, and has an AR-15. All of a sudden, they get up here about that. But like, oh, but Bubba's allowed to have one. Like, hello, if it's legal, it's legal. And I'm and listen. I'm I, listen. I'm for the right to bear arms, but I think it goes a little out of control. Well, I live in a state where it's fucking insane. But like, listen. But if 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 Bubba can have one, Leroy can have one. I'm sorry. I would like. Some gun-free zones, because I personally think there's certain areas that just don't need them as much. I don't want kids to get shot. But other than that, but man, see, this is the thing. Comics in a room can solve all this. If they just invited us to the damn White House, not, not when he's there, I swear to God. If, if I won something where I'd have to meet that guy, I don't know how sports people show up. I mean, how, how is any basketball team going to show up at the White House? The football team I can get, because you can get enough white linemen. <laughs> you know to line to line up, but come on, how's come on? Are, the, are they really gonna visit? Come on, man, are they really gonna come on? You're really gonna show? I don't know, cause dude, if I you know, Don, you win comedian of the millennia. You gotta go to the White House. I'm like, you can keep your trophy. <laughs> you can keep it. You can keep your little trophy. In fact, can I? I'll go, I'll go in 2020. 
<laughs> exactly. I go. But hey, man, we got to get out. We killed it, man. Thank you so much. You know, Rowan Murray, Kai for this podcast. Website? No. Okay, well, Facebook page? Man, you don't. <laughs> Okay. Uh, on, uh, on Twitter and uh, Facebook, 314 Roman. And uh, I don't think I have anything. What else is it? No, the Twitter show on. Uh, the Twitter. The, the Roman show? Instagram. No, Instagram was. Uh, Instagram is the Roman show. Look at me. Roman Murray show on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Twitter is at Comedian Roman. At Comedian Roman on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, Facebook is 314 Roman. Facebook is 314 Roman. You heard it here. Comedy Fitness Podcast. Been talking to my boy, Roman Murray. Check him out. We got shows tonight. Roman, thank you so much for coming by the Comedy Fitness Podcast. No, man. Thank you for coming, man. I love your story. I can't wait, you know, when I can't wait for everybody to hear this, man. But thank you so much. Comedy Fitness Podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. You know, download, subscribe, and remember always, laugh your ass off. Thank you so much, Roman. Hey! Roman Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Don Gray. I just want to thank you so much for listening and downloading the Comedy Fitness Podcast. But I need your help. I need you to tell everybody about the Comedy Fitness Podcast. I need to tell everybody to go to the website, comedyfitness.com. Check out the website. Listen to the podcast. We're doing a lot of things on the website. We're going to expand it. Sign up for the newsletter. It's going to come out, I swear to God. There's workouts, there's videos coming, but right now we're focusing on the podcast. So keep downloading it and check out comedyfitness.com. Thanks, guys. And remember, laugh your ass off.